this is Lorsheng. And Gigi. Welcome to Slice Street, a space where we recreate our post-meal conversations with guests, discussing life, dreams, failures, and sharing stories. Yeah, just like we do after sharing a meal with friends in the comfort of our home. So hope you enjoy listening in to our conversations with our guests. Hey, Slice Fruit family, welcome to season two. Lord Shing and I have been planning for this upcoming season for some months now, and we're so excited to kick it off with our longtime and good friend, Theo Kwong. We've known Theo since we were just little kids growing up in church, and in this conversation, we reminisce playing in the pews and spending long days at church. And most of all, we get to listen to Theo on his experience struggling with doubt and faith and this journey of knowing and experiencing Jesus for himself. So sit tight and come along with us on this raw and vulnerable conversation on the beauty and complexity of the faith journey with our friend Theo Kwong. Awesome guest today. Uh, we're really excited. Our friend Theo Kwong. Um, so me and Larshing were talking earlier, and I was saying, like, man, how did we how do we know Theo? We know Theo because we grew up in the same church together. But I realized, you know, of all of our guests that we've had on the podcast, we've probably known you or you've known us the longest. Um, so since we were like little kids, yeah. little babes, like five, four, uh, like six years old something like that it was crazy um and one of the things that i growing up always uh like how i viewed theo was like he's the funniest person i know yes. Yes. <laughs> and i was telling her that like growing up when i learned about like you know shows like snl or mad tv i would be watching them and i'd be like yo theo is funnier <laughs> I, I i would legitly think of that like sometimes i would be like laying in bed and i'd just be like what if theo like if theo came on those shows he would like just outshine everyone he's just so energetic so creative so funny <laughs> so true so true um anyways so that's kind of uh us and how we know theo um, but yeah, um, so I'll let you kind of introduce yourself, maybe tell the audience, uh, you know, where you're from, uh, you know, how you grew up and, and what are you up to now? Yeah, too kind. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for having me. I know I was telling you guys before, but yeah, it is really an honor. I'm a huge fan and I appreciate all the conversations, you know a lot of tear jerking conversations, mm. crying on my commute, but yeah, yeah, I'm excited to be here. Um, but yeah, I'm Theo. I am currently a graduate student pursuing the best career in the world, physical therapy. Woo -woo, let's go. <laughs> so yeah, I'm in my third year. I will graduate next May. And yeah, that's it. I live in Sunnyvale, California right now. Um, born and raised in Los Altos, so I'm not too far from there. Mm -hmm. And yeah, we've known each other a long time. We went to the same church for a while, SJCAC, mm -hmm. um, where I grew up too, and my whole family grew up, and a ton of people we know grew up there. Yeah, totally, totally. Yeah, awesome. So I, I think it's interesting, like, you know, we kind of 
would see each other in and out um, after we went to a different church and, and, you know, kind of catch up here and there, but would love to hear what, you know, your experience was like, you know, growing up, maybe pre pre college or so what was mm-hmm. when you reflect back now as an adult what was it like growing up in church or growing up as a pastor's kid um yeah so in regards to faith or just anything um and wh- what do you normally think about when you look back yeah that i think is like such a good question especially in this phase of life because mm-hmm. like we're far enough i feel like i'm far enough i'm definitely far enough removed from college that like you've gotten all your giggles out or whatever. And like, you're kind of settling into a space. I feel like I'm settling into a space where Mm. I'm processing a little bit more, like life is getting a lot more regular and I have time to reflect. And um, just for context, yeah. So my dad was a pastor. My dad passed away in 2014, um, which also played a huge part in my faith journey. But Mm. um, my dad was a pastor. He served as... I believe young adult pastor first um, Mm -hmm. and he served as young adult pastor. He became a pastor, I think when I was like in fourth grade. So, Mm. and then, yeah. So he was a pastor for over like over 10 years. Yeah. He started off as young adult pastor and then he became English pastor. Um, so yeah, I, from fourth grade, basically until I went to college, I was growing up as a pastor's kid and, um, being able to reflect on back on it, I, I I think it was harder than I realized and harder than I knew in the moment. Mm. Um, just kind of like, it wasn't just my dad, but like my grandparents helped start the church. Mm. I asked you, they right. were, yeah, they were there at the groundbreaking and like my grandpa was like the first elder and stuff like that. And so like, I felt like people knew who I was even before I was like born, you know, like like I was entering into a situation where like everybody already knew who I was, even though, you know, like growing up, it's just like, I don't know, like a very community oriented already. Yeah. And so I, I think that that's something that when I reflect back, like it was hard, but it was my life. Like it was everything I knew, Mm. like, being a Christian wasn't just a faith thing. It was like, oh, these are the people, like my aunties and my uncles. And this is like, we spend, you know, all hours of the day at church on Sunday. Like like first service, second service, third service, and then like Mm -hmm. alpha dinner or something. Like, so I'm Mm -hmm. there from like 8 a.m. to like 7 p.m. on Sundays. Like it's a normal gig. Um, And that was even before my parents were in the ministry. Um, So, right. Yeah, it just, I, I feel like church was, as a kid, deeply ingrained in my fabric, but I wouldn't say so much Christian faith. Like, hmm. I, I just, I was like a church kid, yeah. but I don't know if my faith became like more tangible, more real until later on in my life. And so I I, I reflect on that and was, it, it's, it's a hard thing because it's like, I really recognize the grace of God in my life, like growing up in a church context but at the same time, like, did that help my faith? I don't know. Like, did mm. or, you know, like, where did it put me in regards to that? Like, I was introduced to all of this so early. I think I was, like, running before I knew how to walk, kind mm. of, in regards to my faith. Yeah, like, just serving already in high school and, and all of those things. And good things, bad things, like, I haven't really sorted that out. But, yeah, just very deep in the fabric of my life, like, being in church. Yeah. Mm. I'm curious, like... 
man as you were talking do you, do you remember the times when after like church service we would play like a bunch of rounds of like mafia in the yes. church office yeah. <laughs> yes yeah, yeah yeah i just have memories of like playing mafia and then singing like reliant k songs oh my gosh <laughs> i still do <laughs> so wow funny. good times uh, no i was uh i wonder you know I'm curious, because especially since, you know, like your whole like childhood was in ministry in the church context, uh, whether or not you were serving or people around were serving, what would you like if maybe like a 15 year old Theo, like what would 15 year old Theo say the Christian faith is versus maybe like what you would understand it today? Yeah, that's a good question. Hmm. Before, but before I answer that, because you said mafia, I was thinking of like, (laughs) I have very distinct memories of Lor Shing, like being, we would like, I guess we would like cancel her out of the round or we'd vote you out. And then you would like show your card and you'd be like, I told you guys it wasn't me. Like, like, like punching the air, like so super, offended. So mad. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. It's like, don't vote Lor Shing out. Like, just keep her in. <laughs> Like, sometimes I, I think about when I'm, like, reflecting on, like, who I am or my personality, I'll, like, go back to those memories of how Come I on. reacted during Mafia. I'm like, <laughs> dude. <laughs> the, the, like, rawest form of yeah. Oh, my God. So true. So true. <laughs> mafia was destroying friendships before Catan. That's what it oh. is. <laughs> yes. 100%. 100%. question i i think 15 year old theo would say like you just gotta have faith like you just gotta believe and as naive as that sounds like i find myself now like having being it being difficult to have that level of faith Mm. like like i just remember like wow i really believed you know and like there is something very powerful about like having that childlike faith and maybe I'm more, um, like, negative now, like, where I'm like, mm. oh, how cute, like, rose-colored glasses, mm. like, you're, you're a baby in your faith. But now I think about, like, it is harder for me to have, like, simple faith, you know, just to be like, it doesn't matter, like, it, all the gray areas don't matter, like, just jump into it, like, just go mm. for it. And um, I would say, yeah, the fundament of my faith was just, like, yeah, just believe. Like, what What do you have to lose? What do you have to... Man, that's... Yeah, it's, it's powerful to think about. But I, I sometimes look back and be like, man, I was so naive. Like, I didn't know what I was doing. Like, there's so many hard aspects of faith now mm. that I feel are, like, a lot harder to process. But I would mm. say, yeah, like, simple faith. That's, that's where I was at 15. Yeah. Yeah, I think you kind of alluded... Um, how like there was an understanding of christianity and a, a faith um in your childhood and then also and then also kind of alluding that something changed or mm. um how like i guess the question is like yeah how did what is how did you make your faith your own or how has that changed yeah i would say honestly junior year was the first time that i can remember being like wow this is really mine like this is not my parents 
my parents aren't like gonna make me go to church anymore. Like this is like, I gotta figure this out. I, I think I was just having a really hard time in school junior year, but um, yeah, that was one instance that sticks out to me. Like my parents being uh, very, they treated me differently. I think, you know, I was like on my way to college and I was just having those moments of, of challenge and trials where I was like, yeah, I, I guess like this is starting to become my own. And if I'm being honest, um, one big kind of faith jumping moment was when my dad passed. Mm -hmm. Um, that was, that still is something that like, I, I think I approached very similarly to a lot of other conflict in my life. Like just pray and like, just ask people around you to pray. And like, I, I truly believe like something's going to happen. Like something miraculous is going to happen. And, and when he did pass, I think that was one moment for me where I became pretty lost. I became like, wow, who is like God? Like, what's the point of, why did we pray? You know, like, why did we spend over a year of like just heartache and difficulty and like, like, why didn't anyone tell me that this was going to be a reality kind of thing? And that I think just really challenged me because it was like, well, like, why do I believe then? Like, why, why do I pray? Like, why am I committing my life and my love to this God that may not answer every prayer that I have? And yeah. that, that still challenges me. And that's, mm -hmm. that's caused me to reframe a lot of what I believe, but still like put me in a place where I'm like, I can have things that I don't understand and that's okay. But I know that I still want to head this direction. Like, I know I still want to pursue God. Um, even if there are things that like I haven't reconciled yet. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So yeah, just kind of off of that. Um, when you, after your dad passed, sounds like, you know, that was a pivotal moment for you. A lot of questions that you had. Um, how did, uh, what did that look like? The, the years, you know, after, um, how did that unfold for you? Um, and to kind of where you are right now? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, in, in reflection, I, I believe I should have sought like professional counseling, um, mm -hmm. and not even like, Oh, I needed it. But like, I am realizing now it probably would have helped a lot just to have somebody to talk to about things I didn't understand. And it felt like I was in a place that nobody really understood. Like, that's what it felt like to me. Of course, mm. like everybody deals with some grief in their life, but it was very isolating for me. Um, and coming out of it in the years after, I, I think it challenged me. It really, I, I think it never became more clear that my dad had always um, my dad had always stood in the place of how I view God as a father. And that mm. like became very clear to me after his passing. Like, I was like, I don't know how to relate to God anymore. Like, I don't mm. know. I don't have a physical person to look to. So I don't know how to talk to you anymore. Like God, because uh. like, I, I felt like so much of my relationship with God was based in my dad, because like, here he is this figure in the church, like, 
my connection to my faith, my connection to growing up as a Christian, like he had a pivotal role in the church, but he had a pivotal role in how I viewed God and my growth in God, like mm. a lot of the conversations we had. And, and after his passing, that was something that I still, I still am growing in. Like, how do I talk to God? Like, I know psychologically, like that's the easiest way we go in. It's like our earthly parents, like, but, but now that things have shifted, it, it has challenged me in the way that I communicate with God, how I share my heart. Because I think before it was like, I treated God in that same way that I would talk to my dad, like, Oh, let's mm. not talk about these things. Oh, like, you don't want to hear about that. Or these are the expectations you have of me. Mm. Um, but now, you know, that my dad isn't physically on earth, it's, it's caused me to do a lot of that processing um, separately. Yeah. I really relate to what you're sharing about how in some sense we all like how sometimes we view and talk to God um, really reflects how we have, like how we have our relationships with our own parents. Um, and I think a lot, you know, like just, I'm just reflecting what you're saying, but I think a lot of adulthood and mm. kind of owning our faith is also like, how we like me lordshing interacts with god like one-on-one without any other uh, other people although like it's really important to have community to kind of help us see the characters of god but some sometimes like i wonder if adulthood is also just like man it's my intimacy with jesus Mm -hmm. and understanding the fullness of who he is Mm -hmm. without the other filters even though that's like helpful but you know how do i own that my own relationship with jesus yeah 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 i'm curious now i guess like in this point in time are there certain aspects of jesus or of god that you are discovering yeah i would say that i reflected for so long on the passage about love like love is patient love is kind it is gentle it's not self-seeking it does not demand its own way and like I've had to sit on that for like months and months and months and be like, do I really believe God is patient, that he's kind, that he's, you know, he's not seeking his own way with me at times, but he's waiting for me to surrender mm-hmm. and understand and and not just like, I, I'm very over um, Christianese language. That's one thing that <laughs> I'm like, I, I know it's not good. I try not to to like it's it's fine i just i can't use it the same anymore like yeah i just like prophesy over your life like it for me i know i i don't mean to like it's not like it's wrong it's not like any of it is wrong but like i'm realizing there's just like this deeply personal um part of me that just wants to like be with and reside with and like be in that gentleness be in that love like he doesn't have to speak at me in a certain way to get my attention anymore. Like, it's just like this residing of like, we're good. Like everything is good. You know, like, what do you want to do? Like, what do you want to, where do you want to go? Like, I'm with you wherever you want to go. Like Theo, I'm with you and I'm for you. And there's nothing about my love and who I am that is like against you. Mm. And And I want that to reside in you. Like there's nothing, you don't have to, be anybody or do anything and that for me has been like ground baking breaking mm. for me like just to be like 
he's not demanding me to do things his way. Like what, like why? <laughs> like he's not forcing his way on me anymore. And I think it took me a long time to get over the God that's like, you know, you gotta do this. Like, you know, you gotta forgive him. Like non-forgiveness is not good. Like don't grow bitter. Like I felt like that voice was who God was for me for a while. Like, and, and I think the deepest respect and thing that I'm learning about Jesus is like, wow, like so patient, so kind. Mm. Every time I open the Bible, like it's just overwhelming to me that the God of the universe would enter the body of like a frail human being, like and in healthcare, you understand how frail the human body so frail. is. Like the, the eternal God chose to be in a finite body, chose to have 12 people of his life that are like the closest to him and knowingly have his betrayer like be around him for like all of his ministry like what kind of god is that that is that patient and like not demanding judas yeah you know like like that to me every time i reflect on that like it's like that's what he wanted like that's that's crazy (laughs) like don't don't you have any value for your own life didn't you want like your kingdom to be powerful didn't you want it to be like overbearing and overthrow all these things and like no this is what he chose and like this is what he wants and this is like how he's choosing to do things and mm. so just being able to reflect on that has been powerful like god is that patient and that kind and that not seeking his own way for you in his life so much that he'll wait for you and he'll be patient and and yeah that that to me is is powerful yeah so good i think that that i think when we have these revelations of who god is like we cannot help but like it shifts the way that we interact with him like Mm -hmm. even just as you're talking theo it's like man i don't i don't have to respond in the the ways i've responded before Mm -hmm. in the past um so i'm curious like how has that changed even like your own like this is the revelation of jesus new aspects of jesus how has that changed how you view yourself or even how you like live or decide make your decisions yeah i've i think i'm beginning to like loosely hold the the faith constructs that i grew up with and i'm more openly seeking like other Christians who found peace, who found joy. And they're like, Hey, God is doing this in my life. Like it doesn't look like what you grew up with, but like, this is the real working of God in my life. And and Mm. I'm kind of pursuing a little bit more openly, like letting go of traditions I grew up with. And not, not in a way that's like, it's all God, but like, there are going to be more people in heaven than the people that I grew up with in church. And so like, somebody has got something figured out, you know? So like, let me learn about that. Let me, let me seek that. Um, and, and I think, 
I'm realizing that the faith that I grew up with is hard at times for even me to digest. Um, and it's not that God is hard to digest, but like a lot of the cultural aspects of my faith and growing up in the church, they're really hard to explain to somebody who has no context for who God is mm. or who Jesus is. And so I'm, I'm a lot more conscious about like how I treat people, um, how I treat, you know, day-to-day people, but also like close friends and, and my classmates and just being a lot more aware of that, like, whoa, I bear the same image as that, that crazy, powerful, yet patient and loving God. Like, come on, how do I, yeah, like, how do I let my friends know that, like, he loves them as much as he loves me? Yeah. Um, and like, like, you don't have to be different right now in this moment. Like, wherever you are in life, like, that's not too far for him. Mm, and like, I think, I think there's like, you got to let the Holy Spirit, you got and you got to let him change everything. Like, you got to let him overturn the house. But like, the God that I hold in my mind and in my heart, like, is so gentle, right? Like, yeah. he's... He's like, no, like, all I want to do is, you know, like, hold your hand and, and like, walk with you into my kingdom. Yeah. I'm not just going to, like, demand you flip over the whole house and change your life. Like, I want to take you in and, like, we're going to learn about this together. And so that for me is, like, very powerful in, in learning how to respect other people's life journey and, like, the grief that they've gone through and the challenges that they've gone through personally. Like, I... I see such a gentle picture of Jesus, like Come not on. just stomping on. on people's like beliefs or belief mm-hmm. systems. He's like, he, you know, he's, he's, he's walking into your life and, and you're going to figure it out with him. You know, like, he's not just pointing at you to change things. Like mm-hmm. he's like, we'll do it together. Like, let's, let's figure this out together. Like, how do we, how do we figure this out? Hmm. Yeah. Man. It makes me think, as you were talking, Theo, like, you know, the story of the road to Emmaus, is that right? Where um, it's a story, I think, after Jesus dies on the cross, raises, and about how Jesus walks with these two men, mm. and they don't even know that it's Jesus. And who knows what they talk about, but it sounds like it's a, it was a long journey. You know, this is this, this closeness of the friendship Mm. and the company of jesus yeah and i'm sure jesus was just listening and just having a conversation and Mm. discussing and they didn't even know who he was and it's just this beautiful depiction of it's 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 at the end and who knows when that end is but it's at the end where they're like i think they break bread or they they have dinner and then their eyes are open and they realize Mm -hmm. oh my gosh it's jesus yeah It's, it's the person we've been looking for searching for and yeah i love what you're saying about like there is really this side of the lord who just wants to walk with us Mm. in our grief and in our pain and then just like the random questions we may have and Mm. it's he's okay if we don't realize that it's him Mm. he's Mm. not like hello it's me he's still walking with them because he just wants intimacy he just wants Mm. to know them and then just who knows why, but for some reason at that dinner, their eyes were open and yeah. they realized it was Jesus. But Jesus is not like banging on their heads. Like, why don't you know that's me? Yeah. Yeah. 
That's good. Uh, man. Oh man. I just so many <laughs> thoughts, Theo. I just like, I'm just like, wow, it's true. When Gigi was saying in the beginning, we've, we've known you for a long time and, 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 and in, in and out in the last, what, tw- 20 years of like catching up but i just still see oh man this is affirmation time yep i just still see the same like hunger and desire for the lord like i remember when 13 year old theo you know what i mean like this you know like you know there's still this like raw energy that you hold and it's it has been refined over the years but it's still this desire Mm. there's still such a hunger and man i just encourage you like or i just like really sense god's like um god sees that over the years Mm. all the ways that it's been like filtered that energy and that desire and like it's Mm. just really beautiful to see that mature and at least how it's being expressed today given you know like the year this past couple years um but yeah wow Mm. you're still the same theo (laughs) (laughs) thank you that means a lot that means a lot yeah wow yeah i mean that was beautiful i mean like it's um yeah i really think that you have you mirror kind of the passion and the tenderness that Jesus has Mm. for us. And, um, you're starting to walk into that and feel that for yourself and for others. And I, yeah, it's such a, yeah, it's such a powerful thing. Um, and I can feel it like that, that whatever God's doing in your heart, he's just expanding and it's just getting richer. Like he wants to know, he wants to show you his son, what his love and his patience and his, his tender, overwhelming, you know, heart is like, um, Mm. and as he feels that you, you start to feel that too, as his son, you know, like, I want to feel that, um, how you felt Jesus, you know? Um, and so, yeah, (laughs) we're all, we're all getting emotional here. It's another tearjerker episode. (laughs) (laughs) I'll be listening to this on my computer. There I am. No, that's so good. Yeah. I mean, once we started talking about this, I was like, man, we can have like an own podcast, you Mm, know, mm. for just talking about (laughs) true story. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) True story. Oh man. Yeah. We could talk about it. Uh well um i think this is a lot to like even just like for our listeners just to be Mm. able to whether or not like people are know about jesus i think just to be able to hear hey this is theo kwong's experience with god whether you believe in him or not whether but this is your story and this is your this is no one can take that away from you you know yeah um and i think that's the beauty of storytelling this is beauty like no one can take no one can say that's false because that's your experience you know Mm. no one can discount like who god is for you because this is your experience and yeah no one can take that away yeah 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 well we're we're gonna wrap up um, our time together. Thea, um, thanks so much for kind of sharing so like vulnerably too. Yeah, uh, it's not an easy thing mm. to do over you know on a podcast over Zoom. So just really honor your vulnerability and, and your willingness to share. Um, and I and, and really, yeah, our hope is that when people listen, that they would also find comfort um, 
it, kind of more saying like that they're not alone you know especially when it comes to grief yeah um they aren't alone like to wrap up our times with our guests with our post-interview trivia this is a little bit more a light fun area to end our time um so it's what's something you recommend and what's like an anti-recommend like what you don't recommend so give yeah. the floor to you i i thought of like having more humorous recommendations and anti-recommendations but i was like i gotta be i gotta be I, i'll have a, i'll throw in a humorous one but my, one thing i do recommend on a more like not serious but like something that's really helped me is the enneagram and like that could be its whole own thing oh yeah take it or leave it like I know I personally am a big believer. I know other people aren't, but like, it's so good. And like Alicia and I are taking an Enneagram class through our church. Nice. We have found it just like a huge conversation starter. Any relationship, like, I think it's, it's super helpful. So that's my recommendation. Um, the Enneagram. Can I One ask thing- what Enneagram you are? Wait, wait I want to see if you can get switching. <sighs> I, Cause I don't know either. I think... I think he's a two three. Ooh, okay. I, I was thinking heart triad too, but um maybe a four. Ooh, okay. <laughs> you ready? Oh what is it? I'm a seven. Oh, oh okay. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I thought the seven was too easy. You know, yeah, I thought yeah. that was <laughs> That okay. was too obvious. So I was trying to. <laughs> oh, thank you for that. <laughs> what are you both? I was thinking about it, but I don't think I can. I don't think I can put it a number to you both. So I'm a two, mm-hmm. and Lushing is a nine. Yeah. You're a nine. Oh my gosh. I'm nine. <laughs> yeah. Not that I'm not surprised by two, but. That's cool. Okay, is it cool. is it a fun when you realize like friends you knew before Instagram and then you realize they're Instagram? Is this like your yes. world has changed? Yeah. yeah, it's like oh, like <laughs> that would have saved so much grief. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. Oh, Did you have yeah. a humorous one for this one, or you have a humorous one for the next one? Yeah, I was thinking um, my recommendation is like. Okay, maybe this is not humorous, but it's like funny to me. Like I'm thinking <laughs> as as a student in the clinical rotation, like just like as I'm doing uh, manual, this is so specific. That's why it's not that funny. But as I'm doing like special tests, like renouncing like things that shouldn't be there, like Hawkins Kennedy, I renounce you in the name of Jesus. <laughs> or like, <laughs> like renouncing things in the name of Jesus at your day-to-day work. Like, mm. like accounts payable, I renounce you in the name of Jesus. And then and then it might work. Like maybe Hawkins <laughs> Kennedy won't be positive. Like just there you go. No impingement in the name of Jesus. <laughs> Hawkins Kennedy is always positive. 
Gosh, oh, gosh. these PC jokes. I yeah. like. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I love maybe, it. Maybe it's a healthcare thing. Like blood pressure, you will not be high. Like, no, I, I think that's very applicable for everyday life. Like you just need to like step into the authority of just saying no. Hey, there you go. You just put <laughs> Jesus on it, and it has to be. <laughs> Yeah, this is definitely like some reminiscence of uh, the Theo I grew up with. Loshing <laughs> <laughs> actually has been doing that for a long time. You, you, o- you often like, re- like, you know, will speak against something. You're like, no, I'm not going to, like, you'll say it out loud. Yeah, maybe. Just <laughs> pray it out loud. Uh, what's your anti recommend? So My anti recommend, I'm going to get some haters, but I do not recommend Ethiopian food. So wait, that's funny because I think the last episode she recommended Ethiopian food. I think you're right. But you know what? I have heard a lot of people say they don't like Ethiopian food, but they're not like willing to say it. (laughs) You have to give your reasons, like why. It's it's the bread for me. Like (laughs) the sour bread. And it's like, you know, it reminds me a lot of Indian food. But sour. But sour, yeah. So it's just it's it's different and i respect ethiopian people but like i'm not like going out of my way or i'm like not craving ethiopian i'll eat it if somebody's paying i'll eat it <laughs> somebody's paying. but yeah not on not on my that's, own doll that's yeah. so funny yeah i think she did she did recommend it <laughs> it was like a place Oops. in oakland too so oh close. yeah that's what lorena said yeah <laughs> sorry wow. <laughs> no it's great it's diversity that's there you got. go yeah we're a diverse Diversity community. Opinions. Yeah, there you go. Perfect. <laughs> we will not censor your uh, your speech. Oh no, not at all. <laughs> Watch the next person is going to recommend Ethiopian. Food. Yeah, it's like it's a layer be a trend. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just going to be like a tally. Like, are you for Ethiopian or, you... or not? <laughs> You're ready. There you go. A running tally. <laughs> so good well thank you so much theo i really appreciate you sharing your story and just kind of what your thoughts have been in the past few years um yeah man we we love you as a brother um so precious and such a blessing like um just even reflecting how we've known you you're such a blessing you're so totally unique that's why i thought you were for unique (laughs) (laughs) um just uh you know, so life-giving, um, in conversations, whether that's laughing or whether that's just talking about the hard things. Um, I think you are, yeah, you're a leader and you're, um, just, yeah, just amazing to hear what God's doing in your life. Yeah. 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 Thank you. Now it's time for Eating Sliced Fruits with Lorshing and Gigi, the part of the show where Lorshing and Gigi eat sliced fruits. So, do you have your quote-unquote fruit ready? I do. I have apple kombucha did you instead. Make, did you make the kombucha? Yeah, a while ago. So obviously this is a conversation between you and I, but I think I should mention to the listeners about my relationship to um, apples no to Gigi's kombucha 
Oh no. <laughs> well, Aww. let's talk about apples first. Okay, we, then we can talk about kombucha. I'm not a big fan of apples. And dad recently told me, not recently, but when he listened to us talking in the podcast, he Unless was like, he listens to us. No, he doesn't. He only probably listened to a little bit with Isaiah's. Mm. Um, but then he was like, um, I didn't know you didn't like oranges and apples. <laughs> I always get them. Like I've only recently realized today. I was like, yeah, that's why I don't like them because you always get them. You we literally, that's them. his favorite. Is or- yeah. And then, and then he's like, but I always get them. I never knew. Honestly, I feel like it's such an American thing. But you know, like, I think that's no. maybe he grew up, like, you know, I guess just was eat apples and oranges. It's like an American No. Fruit. Well, his reasoning, he's like, I always get it because it's the cheapest fruit. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that's why I don't like it. Because, like, <laughs> they're everywhere, you know? There's, like, they're, they're always given out for free at the end of the cafeteria, <laughs> you know? Those, like, gala, those small gala apples, small yeah. oranges, and you're like... I'm poor and I'm a hungry girl, so I'm gonna just grab as many fruits. But I will say, like, there are bad apples, like <laughs> bad bad apples are like mediocre apples and oranges. But then in every really... job, in every career, <laughs> but in police, it's just so general, right? But when you have a good apple, when you have a good orange, yeah, it's very good. Like you're the, right, you're the right. Cur- the current apple I have is quite good. It's large. It's texture what is the it? crunch i think it's fuji it's regular fuji it's fuji from aldi's which i was surprised i love i love fuji's like i'll go to i'll get organic fuji um i will say when i was living in seattle like i mean it's true they have a lot more apple varieties mm. and but did i buy them no because i was a broke student so they were kind of like expensive but you should go back them. and just relive your apple fr- mm-hmm. um apple days that you missed yeah anyways but yeah i mean this current apple i'm eating honestly apples taste better when they're sliced 100 uh, percent. every fruit except for but, figs <laughs> but but particularly apples oh yeah like some yeah you know like those little baggy of apples that mcdonald's would sell with like mm. the caramel stuff that just that that looks great <laughs> yeah well anyways the story about um um uh Gigi's kombucha should i share it is it okay yeah sure but it's nothing to do with my kombucha <laughs> <laughs> hopefully maybe i think well anyways yeah i, I went uh, to the- i think it's your reaction yeah okay well <laughs> reaction anyways let me tell the story i visited Gigi back in may or not Gigi. i visited the family and when I came home, I, I brought home Gigi's, like, glass of Gigi's homemade kombucha because I was really excited to try kombucha. And I, and I tried kombucha when I was at home, and she gave me a fresh batch. So then after a couple of days, I got back in L.A., and then I um, I opened the kombucha <coughs> for I had a sip of it for breakfast. Um, and then literally, oh, she's sorry, take attention. She's scrolling on Instagram. Um, and then I, I, after like literally 10 minutes, I started sneezing. I'm like, oh, okay, that's interesting. But I, I, I went to the car and drove to work, and I just had this huge basically, I had this like anaphylactic reaction to <laughs> yeah. I like was sneezing, and then all of a sudden, my face started puffing up. It was bad. 
It was bad. Yeah. I, was, I had to go to the hospital. Dude, and, it was like, pretty bad. Injection. Um, but I've never had anything like that in my life. Um, it was so fascinating. Yeah, people have been scared of my kombucha now because I told because- them that story. <laughs> Don't and I showed them I actually showed them your face actually I don't know why I did that like I would go I was at church and I was showing strangers your face wait oh my gosh that's the only thing they'll know of me is my little panda face yeah Hey everyone, thanks for joining us in this awesome conversation we had with our friend Theo Kwong. We hope that you uh, enjoyed this conversation as much as we did. Um, If you love uh, these types of discussions and storytelling and you want to get more, feel free to um, follow us on Instagram at SlicedFruit to get more updates. Um, We've got a really exciting season two lined up for you guys. We have um, our next episode, episode nine, dropping on October 4th. So mark your calendars, October 4th on Monday. Um, and so if you want to just get the episode on in your feed, um, make sure to hit that follow or subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast. All right. Until then. <laughs>